very powerful uh, opinion piece that uh, Ian Taylor wrote and was published in the Herald on Sunday. Politicians and officials go on holiday at arguably the most dangerous time in this pandemic. And uh, Sreen has kindly uh, agreed to be with us at very short notice this morning. Sreen, thanks. Good morning. Gee, it's the first time I've ever replaced Brian Robertson. Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) That is the way things fall sometimes, especially at this time of the year. Thanks. Really appreciate you being available at short notice. Uh, You think they're on holiday at the wrong time. Explain what you mean. Well, I I guess that was a, a a general observation. You know, this is one of the most dangerous times in this pandemic. And um, it was more activated by that kind of seemingly ear bubble that, that seems to envelop Wellington when, you know, in closing Parliament, the Prime Minister said to everybody, go on, a, go take your break, you bloody deserve it. And I just, I was staggered by that. Nobody should be talking about a break right now. Um, as many people as possible should be, you know, we're going into our summer. And the, the summer is this period where, um, we have the best opportunity to start putting defences in place for the upcoming onslaught, which will be winter. Now, winter will bring in the flu. It will bring in COVID. Our hospitals will be under under pressure. Nobody should be taking a break right now. We should be. We, we already missed 16 months where we did nothing to shore up the defences. And the idea that parliamentarians tapped themselves on the back saying, you've done really well when we've got thousands of people in South Auckland still waiting for their test results. We've got thousands of people now isolating at home, some of them with COVID, and the MIQ system is still failing. There is nothing to congratulate congratulate themselves about. All right, let's deal with a few of those issues in particular. You mentioned uh, thousands in South Auckland waiting for test results and a lot of people at home isolating. A lot of those people struggling at home isolating. Oh. I mean, I had some elders from, you know, from Mangare call to let me know, you know, that a five-day wait for people, for the, for the people out there in Manukau and Mangare is, is five days without pay, five days without a job, and they're actually isolating with their family as well while they wait for a result. Everything seems to be a knee-jerk reaction. So they finally allowed rapid antigen tests, which are just, you know, one of a toolkit. But where did they put them? They put them in chemists, yeah. where sick people go to pick up medicines or get COVID vac- vaccinations. And then on top of that, they rolled it out so fast that a lot of chemists don't have them or they couldn't record them. It just, you know, we had 16 months without COVID and we didn't do anything. We are where we are. So let's put that behind us. But, you know, for goodness sake, now we go into Christmas and you think it's fine to go on holiday? I think it would be very difficult uh, for a New Zealander wanting to come home from overseas to look at the situation and to get the impression that we're all leaning back on our uh, sun loungers, having a great time at the beach, and they're stuck in a part of the world they don't want to be. What's your feeling about the way we've managed that particular issue? Some of the stuff should have been non-negotiable. You know, anybody caught overseas... Um, who, who are separated from their family. You know, I mean, there will be children who have spent a year, maybe 18 months, without their mother or father. I mean, that, what is the impact of that over the coming years? That, that Those things should have been non-negotiable. The people caught without visas, stateless, in, in, other, you know, in other countries around the world. We're a clever country. 
we can figure out, in fact, we know we've got a way of getting them home. You know, a whole group of people got, got in behind our you know, 151 test and just put in place the kind of pilot that says if we do this and we do that and we do that, we can prioritise anybody who's stateless, anybody, any children who've been away for longer than six months, you know, that's just too long. We can get them home, but we can't find anybody to sit at a table and listen to us. You know, maybe they will prove we're wrong. But, you know, to give you an example, um, June last year, you know, over 12 months ago, a, an American company, a guy who comes to New Zealand every, every year for 20 years, owns a, a big medical company, and he offered to trial a test in New Zealand. One of the biggest problems we've got is the nasopharyngeal test, which means that anyone coming to New Zealand has to test 72 hours. That's three days. During Omicron, that the most infectious disease version we've got, you're going to catch it in three days. This test that he offered to trial in New Zealand more than a year ago picks up a negative test in 11, 11 minutes. It's been approved by the FDA. The EDA is being used in Israel, US, Canada, um, Singapore, all of those places, and he didn't even get a reply. So where is the blockage, Suri? And these ideas are around, and you, you, yourself, you've been among those who've been knocking on the door saying, these are the things we ought to be doing. What is stopping any progress here? Is it the health ministry? Is it yeah. politicians? The report, the, report I, yeah, the report, the consistent response I'm getting. And, you know, let's, let's be really, you know, I need to be really clear. I have voted Labour all my life. I was a, I'm a, was a huge fan of the way um, Jacinda handled this as we started and a number of things. So the offer we put up was genuine. You know, this isn't, there is no vested interest in any of this. I mean, our company does everything remotely. You know, we've just finished, we're just doing the, the, the Ashes series. We can do it remotely from New Zealand. We do golf all over the world. We actually don't need the border open. We, we can survive. But that's not what this is about. I just think it is absolutely unacceptable that Kiwis are stranded overseas and that, you know, if we want to get the economy, keep the economy running, we have to get business people being able to go out and come back. No one wants to do it. It's essential business. I just can't understand why this genuine offer from a whole group of people that said, Prime Minister, could we just sit down and give you another option? I'd love to sit, sit with, you know, the medical experts, Michael, all those sorts of people who keep yelling, just shut the borders. Yes, we need to keep them safe. But are there other ways to do that and still get our people home? Would you mind hanging around for a couple more minutes and we'll come back and get a shopping list from you, if we may, of what you would like to see done in 2022 with respect to COVID towards uh, rebuilding? and towards uh, some of those sectors of the economy that have had such a bad time. So if you don't mind hanging on for a couple of minutes, I'd really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. Srian Taylor is with us. You might have read his very strong piece in the Herald on Sunday uh, under the title that uh, the politicians have gone on holiday at arguably the most dangerous time of this pandemic. We'll have another couple of minutes with Sir Ian in a couple of minutes. Good morning, it's almost 18 past eight, summer breakfast at News Talk ZB. Sri and Taylor is with us for another couple of minutes and we thank you again. Following on from this editorial or this um, comment piece you can read in the Herald on Sunday, politicians and officials go on holiday at arguably the most dangerous time in this pandemic. For 2022, 
Sir Ian, your agenda, the most important thing? The, the most important thing is that for the Prime Minister, as our leader, to accept that we aren't here whinging, we aren't here complaining, we are here offering help. We just want to sit at a desk with her for an hour and outline the steps we could take to make this the safest country in the world. You know, it's spreading everywhere. We are an island nation. And the first thing we have to address is the absolutely not fit for purpose testing system. Everyone's talking about vaccination. And we see this virus is moving faster than we are. So, you know, the risk is that now the new version requires us to have a booster. That means everyone has to be boosted. The most important thing that is being ignored is that we need a far more efficient testing system because vaccination doesn't tell you, say, stop you from getting COVID. It doesn't even tell us that you don't have COVID. Testing is the one thing that will tell you. And there is a, there is, there are now a number of solutions that have been ignored. We are still using a nasopharyngeal system that takes up laboratory space, that takes up all those expert people having to work on them. We could free all of those up with one phone call to one guy in America. And I'd really love the Prime Minister to make that call so that they can look at another option that could make our borders really safe and then use those tests to clean up what we have inside. And this will be the safest place in the world to come to. Your comments echo what Rob Fife was saying 12 months ago. We just want to be listened to. He was, at the time, as you'd be aware, uh, brought in as a supposed business consultant, uh, but walked away from it. Yes. Because nobody's and, listening. Yes, and you know what I found? It, it is the Ministry of Health. I mean, everywhere you turn, it's the Ministry of Health that seems to block any discussions. And it is interesting that there are a number of business people I've talked to who have stepped up in support. There are a number of people working with government who have stepped up in support, but all of them feel threatened to speak out. Now, that's not a democracy. You know, we should be listening to everyone's views. Some of those we'll accept, some of those we won't accept. You know, I've, I've heard stories of wonderful teachers who, for one reason or another, have chosen to be not vaccinated. That, you know, that, so we lose these valuable teachers when actually the key is ha that is happening overseas is really efficient testing programs tells us the most important thing about that teacher is that this morning you do not have COVID. This week you do not have COVID. So you go teach our kids. The education hole that's been created by COVID will be with us for decades. And it's just not right. When you say the ministry, how high up in the ministry does it go, Sarin? Well, you know, I mean, if anyone looks back... Or is it the, a top-down organisation? It's a top-down organisation. And if, if anyone looks back through the articles I've written, I, I think I posted the first one on September the 12th. And for, for at least two months, there was never any criticism. It was, you know, praise of what they've done, praise of the wage salary, praise of this... We've, we've actually missed some steps. Let's fill those in before it gets out of control. They were always offers of help. But everywhere I turn, um, we seem, it seems that um, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield, now I'm going to say it, but I've been careful not to, but that is where all of these decisions are being made. Sarian, thank you for being available this morning. We really appreciate it. And I know you have a lot of other strong views. I'd love to get more into MIQ and how we can get these poor well, New I, Zealanders home. Could I just say that yes. in my next piece, 
you know, there, there, there has, I have been dying to put up a solution that says, hey, how about this for a solution? But every time I open my paper, something else happens. I go, no, I've got to say something about this. But as Christmas, as a Christmas gift or a wedding gift, I'm not sure which, to the Prime Minister, the border cross-sector group are outlining the way we keep our borders safe and the kind of discussions we need to have to see if we can implement this stuff really fast and start, first of all, bringing our people home. Out of time, but thank you so much uh, for sparing some for us this morning. Sir Ian Taylor, and you can find that on the Herald website, uh, his uh, latest comment on the COVID situation. 8.23, summer breakfast. Good morning.